Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics. It's Tuesday, May 2nd. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. Pierre Poilievre accuses the Prime Minister of failing to protect Canadians. After a Conservative MP says the government knew China targeted his family, but didn't warn him. His government produced a briefing note which exposed these threats to the MP's family two years ago. And yet the diplomat that worked to punish a Canadian MP's family is still in Canada when the Prime Minister could have expelled him. The government proposes a ban on assault-style firearms that would apply once legislation comes into force. Victims groups call it a betrayal. We believed them and we were lied to again. This is not a ban on assault weapons. And the election race is on in Alberta. I am running to be Premier because I believe in Alberta. I'm also honoured to be joined by the rest of our fantastic team of Calgary UCP candidates who are united in our commitment to move Alberta forward. Joining us is Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Julie. So let's start with... um, the. You know, quite a dramatic uh, story that uh, developed yesterday, and we certainly saw it unfold in the House of Commons about Conservative MP Michael Chong and Chinese interference. Uh, What's that about? Well, this is another one of those globe stories from the anonymous source, and unfortunately, none of the rest of us can verify it because I'm I'm assuming it's the same source, Mm -hmm. the one who wrote the Mm -hmm. op-ed. But someone with access to information inside CSIS, unverified by everybody else, is now saying that uh, Michael Chong, because of his work in government, specifically declaring what was going on with the Uyghurs in China a genocide, Mm -hmm. uh, has family in Hong Kong. And China was apparently targeting them for intimidation. Again, Chong has already been sanctioned by the Chinese government for right. his forceful, but this would uh, this is a new level. So where this has become political, uh, if it wasn't already, right? Th- this isn't about foreign election interference. This is about interference in the democratic rights of a member of parliament. And um, so where this has become political is that the conservatives are saying, as they've said on a number of other things, Trudeau must have known Mm -hmm. and chose not to tell them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I took the opposite, though, from the force with which the government came back, saying, uh, we've asked for an investigation into this. The way I understood the government's response was that the Globe Report was the first time they'd heard of it, too. So they have some questions for CSIS, about why that level of information did not make it to the prime minister's office. This is this is at the nub of of the whole debate over Chinese interference is how much does the PMO know? How much has CSIS telling them? Mm-hmm. Is there a gap between what CSIS has been one CSIS person has been telling the Globe and Mail and one CSIS person and the CSIS themselves? have been telling the prime minister. So again, it's thorny and it's emotional now because it involves family uh, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well, a, a, a direct threat. And Michael Chong is known as a, as a pretty constructive parliamentarian, a, mm-hmm. 
a pretty low-key principled guy. So that not that this would be right if it happened to any MP, but but to Michael Chong in particular, I think uh, that's whipped up a whole other every week brings another element to this story, and this is this week's. No, exactly. And and Michael Chong was saying, you know, uh, you know, if if the government was born two years ago, nobody told me. And I guess he hadn't heard from whatever family members he has in Hong Kong because he doesn't talk to them because he, he's afraid that his views in Parliament regarding um, China's human rights record will impact them. So it right. kind of goes both ways. So if something was going on, he didn't really know about it. And now he's told that they were targeted, but he wasn't told, you know, that he only found out two years ago. And you actually saw a lot of passion in the House yesterday and from other MPs, including, for example, uh, Liberal Rob Oliphant, who said, you know, we're all outraged here. An attack on one is attack on all of us. The, yes, and they, they are right about that. I, that's what makes me think that there's some hard dis discussions being held uh, yesterday and this morning between CSIS and, uh, and the Prime Minister. And the prime minister, if he didn't know, probably should have known. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, Especially when Katie Telford said a committee a couple of weeks ago, like he sees everything. Yes. So, so that's kind of a hard thing to back down from. If he sees everything, why didn't he see this? But the way he was talking in the house yesterday, it's almost like, hmm, you know, I've, I've asked who saw this, who knew what happened to the information. So he's certainly yeah. indicating that he didn't know about it. Now he's asked for an investigation. But in the meantime, Pierre Poiliev, the Conservatives, Michael Chong are saying this was all facilitated by a diplomat in Canada who would have been approved as a diplomat by the Canadian government. Kick that diplomat out. So right. I guess we'll be right. watching to see what happens there. That's definitely a stay tuned matter. Yeah, I would think that's uh, they are asking for something concrete. But again, we should probably stress, too, this is one bit of information, if we've learned anything in all of this, is, as I think several witnesses have been saying at committees, there is a difference between uh, intelligence and a tip. Right. You know, that, uh, that, that merely saying something is a possibility doesn't mean that it's, it's actually happening. And it's up to CSIS, I guess, to explain that gap. I don't think they seem inclined to but i think this is going to start another round of questioning with the national security advisor right etc with the pm right and and of, of cer certainly giving a lot of fuel to um pierre Poiliev, who uh was very dramatic in the house of commons yesterday uh really like almost um uh, was like watching a play like stand <laughs> up stand up and defend That's canada Right. Yes, yes. And I, I, of course, I wasn't in the house yesterday, but you couldn't see Trudeau, but I know he didn't stand up. No, and it, it, he uh, he not only didn't stand up, he put other ministers up to answer. Him. Exactly. That, exactly. That is, as you and I know from long mm -hmm. coverage of the House of Commons, that is a that is a backhanded way of insulting your questioner to right. to um, to answer to have somebody else answer for you. Right. Right. Oh, my goodness. Eh? Like, really, it is a drama. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that's happening on that uh, two, two, two points we should touch on 
is that yesterday in the House, it was brought up that these uh, Chinese police stations that uh, Marco Mendicino said last week uh, were shut down. Apparently, they're not. There's two of them in the Montreal area who said no one's come in here and shut us down. But Marco Mendicino said the RCMP have shut them down. Yeah, again, you know, either this government is being ill served by its uh, by the people it's getting advice from or it's not listening. But uh, yeah, poor Marco Mendicino, he just keeps walking into it. I think we're about to talk about that, aren't we? That's, uh, yeah. Marco seems to have uh, inherited some of the most difficult issues this government has. Yeah. Well, why does he say that, though, if it's not the case? You know, right. it's, it, you kind of yeah. wonder, like, whoa. Where are they getting their briefings? But uh, now the other thing that we are going to watch for this week is tomorrow, uh, Sasha uh, Trudeau, Alexander Trudeau, is going to testify regarding what he knows about Chinese donations to the Trudeau Foundation. He'll be doing that at the Ethics Committee. What I find intriguing about all of this, and this is almost speaking of drama, um, that he didn't have to do this. This is at his request. Mm-hmm. And he made it known to Le Devoir that he wanted to yeah. appear. Um, I was talking to somebody from the New Democrats who said they had, they had been fine about him not appearing. Mm-hmm. You know, this, and then he suggested it. So um, it, there's, there's probably a whole genre in literature or film about politicians' brothers. You remember Bill Clinton's vexing brother and... <laughs> Uh, what so, was his name billy bob or something but anyway yeah. <laughs> it can't be it can't be bill as well but anyway uh, no it was roger roger okay Clinton. okay yeah yeah so um so yes justin trudeau like many other world leaders has a vexing brother who's going to show up tomorrow at uh at the ethics committee and he, he wants to explain what happened at the Trudeau Foundation with the Chinese donation, which now it's said that he negotiated. So, yeah. Uh, well, we'll be watching. We, we all have little brothers, don't we? And uh, my little brothers are perfect. So it's yeah, all mine, good. Mine, mine too. Yeah. And my mine older not, brothers. It's all yeah. good. I've got a good batch of brothers. <laughs> but um, so look at now the thing about Marco Mendicino is he came out yesterday and he talked about um, a new definition for assault weapons. Uh, and then it just seemed to all fall apart. Mm-hmm. So this is them. This is the bill that uh, was supposed to make good on their promise for assault weapons. We should probably explain. And they've been fiddling with it. And every time they fiddle with it, they burn something down. Right. So... They just about burned down their deal with the NDP last fall when they introduced a spate of amendments, like a whole raft of amendments, changing the definitions of guns that came sort of out of the blue right? for the NDP. So uh, they went back to the drawing board. Now they have managed to, I guess, get the NDP on side mm-hmm. and the legislation will somehow pass but what they have done is um very much upset some of the gun victims in canada who had wanted who who uh who'd wanted this uh this this bill to have big teeth that they had uh 
they were not taking maybe for an answer. It looks like this is the product of Marco Mendicino's consultations trying to fix those. It, he pulled those men back. And anyway, it is what we have now here is we're back to a bill that doesn't make the um, a, a lot of the opponents of uh, the gun violence, especially the, the victims of uh, the call polytechnique. Well, it, we're, back to, we're back to the future because whatever right. he's proposing is apparently going to be after this legislation. That's right. Um, it's yeah. not going to kick in until after the, the legislation passes, which, like you say, will probably pass because it has the block on side and it has the NDP. And when they threw in everything but the kitchen sink in the last round, they ticked off pretty well everybody you know, yeah. that's ever had anything to do with guns from the hunters to indigenous people and so on so i guess like you say this is back to the drawing board but when you watch the news conference it's incomprehensible i think <laughs> like you and i were talking about that. you're trying to figure out what is he saying i'm not saying it's the same in new zealand but with jacinda ardern you know a month after the mosque shooting she brought in a ban on assault right. weapons everybody understood what she was saying That's every right. time they come out and talk about guns it's like they should have little bubbles. This is what I really mean, because yeah. no one knows what they're talking about. No, like no one it, knows. It, no one understands what they're saying. It, it's so incomprehensible that everybody's taking their own meaning from it. That's the dangerous thing. Uh, this is, you know, at a time in the United States where we're seeing mass shootings every day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this should be not as difficult a conversation as, as it is turning out to be in in Canada, but it it is, and I, I notice the the government is doing things this way a lot of times now. It is saying, "Let's pass the bill now and sort it out later." They did yeah. that on C eleven, yeah. Uh, the the yeah. online um, Canadian content, right? So pass the bill, then yeah. we'll do regulations later. We'll deal with the pain later when none of us that's, are around. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try doing my taxes that way. Yeah, I'm going to do it's it a, later, later, yeah, later. Yeah. Manana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, was, what, what was clear, uh, as you said, was the outrage of the people who have been lobbying, well, including Ecole Polytechnique survivors for more than 30 years. I mean, yeah. what they said was clear. You can understand. They, yeah. they, they were not happy with this. They felt betrayed. They felt lied to. So that part was clear. So... I guess, um, I guess, like you say, uh, when it comes to dealing with guns, it's just the the tiptoe around so many things that you kind of never know what, what you're left with in the end. Um, except they did set up an advisory committee for sure to. We're um, going to deal with it later too. Yes. Yes, they're, <laughs> and they're going to deal with it later. So <laughs> let's move on to Alberta, where uh, it's not exactly confusing. You've got no. you've got uh, two very strong women with different ideas, and Ottawa will sure to be watching. And that all kicked off yesterday. What I find really interesting about this, and it may be facile to say, is this is two people who have been premier running. No, you yes. don't see that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed the way they both tiptoed around the idea that we had seen this movie before. They were presenting them selves as something new right. which was fascinating yeah. to me so um on the one hand daniel smith is saying though 
trusted, true, reliant, you know, let's stay with the job, all of that. Rachel Notley is sort of saying, let's stay with what we were doing back in the happy days from 2015 to 2019. I wonder, you know, it's it's going to be really, really interesting. Danielle Smith started out from far behind, and this is a race. And I, I was listening to a conversation between liberals and New Democrats a couple of weeks ago who were not ruling out or, or bracing themselves for the idea that Daniel Smith, this is not going to be Rachel Notley's comeback as, as everybody hoped. But Alberta is a fascinating and very polarized place now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is the polarization is on full display uh, in, in this election. It, it will be interesting to see how that plays out here in Ottawa and what messages that people are taking from that, because you know, Doug Ford is a very different kind of premier than um, than Danielle Smith, and a different kind of conservative. Right. We mm-hmm. had a very good story in our paper over the weekend too about the the rift between Pierre Polyev and Doug Ford, mm-hmm. and this will be interesting to watch to see what what kind of lessons Pierre Polyev is taking on what kind of conservative he wants to be because he's already got the Alberta conservatives. Right. But is there is there something out there that's more in the middle right. that is looking for something? Exactly. You know, that's out, out in Alberta, as Doug Ford is found in Ontario. And and of course, Trudeau plays on this, as he did when he was yes. at the Volkswagen an, uh, announcement, by saying, you know, basically he said there's Doug Ford conservatives uh, yep. who are progressive conservatives, and then there's the others, right? Right. And uh, so, he, you know, he... he, he if Danielle Smith wins, he can certainly uh, use her type of conservatism, uh, you know, t- to say, do you want more of that with Pierre Parliev? Even though, you know, so it, it, it's, it's it's very polarized in the conservatives, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, I think it's going to be a really fun election to watch. And, um, and and you don't often see two women up against each other anyway, too, which is also interesting. You know, when. Uh, it wasn't so long ago we had a majority of premiers who were women, but uh, that's we're we're almost we're down to two now, I think, I believe. Right. And uh, so th- these two against each other is, is is a whole interesting dimension too. For sure, and and Rachel Notley, you know, she's not pulling any punches. You know, yesterday she was saying, you know, do you want? Uh, I'll put an end to the chaos when I yeah. say something. I'm not going to change my mind at the end of the day. I mean, it's. It's it's uh, it's I don't think they're going to pull any punches as we go right through to the 29th. So it'll be interesting to watch. Don't you want to be Jason Kenney watching this? I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering what Jason Kenney is thinking about all this. The premier stepped down and, uh, you know, this was supposed to be a safe place for him. It well, was supposed no to be, kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Where is he? When yeah. his come back? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be. I mean, he's a political animal, so. Uh, who knows where he is for sure. Um, okay, Susan, we'll listen. Uh, we'll, we'll another busy week, and yes, um, we'll both May see bump- you at the convention. Yes, I'll be bumping into you at the Liberal Convention at the end of the week, so we'll see lots of each other. Yep. Okay. Have a great day. You too. That's Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. We are happy that negotiations led to a tentative agreement with the Public Service Alliance of Canada. 
Now, let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators, and editorialists are saying today. In the Globe and Mail, Rob Cyrniak argues the end of the PSAC public sector strike is only the beginning. He writes, this country's largest public sector strike reflects wider salary frustrations across industries and marks the beginning of a bigger movement. Workers are tired of being condescended to in salary discussions and having to put up with deflections and other excuses instead of having direct, honest conversations. Employers disregard this at their peril. More strikes will loom. All the ingredients needed to usher in a new era of dialogue when discussing salaries are currently in place. There's a critical demand, higher living costs, and perhaps most critical, a precedent. In the Hamilton Spectator, Archie Williamson argues Canada is not ready for the cybercrime era. He writes, The Canadian Internet Registration Authority runs a survey among businesses and cybersecurity experts each year in which they seem to conclude that Canada isn't ready for new cyber threats. The 2022 survey showed that 22% of organizations had been victims of a successful ransomware attack in the previous 12 months. 2022 was widely considered a critical year for cybersecurity, and although Canada has not taken sufficient steps yet, we are by no means over the hill. Digital literacy is now a cornerstone skill in Canada, and the importance of dedicated funding only increased exponentially during the pandemic. With cybercrime on the rise, it may be time to fully invest in Canada's digital future, starting with safety, security, and skills for all. Now here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will chair the Cabinet meeting, attend question period, meet with the Premier of Nunavut, and speak with His Majesty King Charles III. In Washington, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will co-chair the first meeting of the Joint Canada-U.S. Energy Transformation Task Force. She will also meet with the Director of the White House's National Economic Council. And NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will take part in question period. He will also meet with Uniform Marine Workers Local 1 before attending the Thunder Bay Rainy River NDP nomination meeting. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Tuesday, May 2nd. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day. <laughs>